right, all right. Friends and family, thank you guys so much for watching. Every day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great episode, another great interview. I'm super excited to introduce this guy. He is an inspirational gentleman who served his country proud in the United States Army as 11 Bravo, a.k.a. infantrymen. While on deployment to Afghanistan in 2011, he faced death in the eyes, being shot 10 times, but he decided that life wasn't going to be over for him. After years of recovery, he picked up a guitar and has become a music songwriter with an amazing voice. Let's meet a real hero to America, Scotty Hasty. What's going on? Hey, what's up, brother, man? I am super excited to have you on. So happy to be here, man. Thanks for that introduction. That was nice. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's not too often I'm uh, super excited, you know, for the Army. But, Scotty Hastings, man, you are a true hero, bro. And, oh, uh, you know, uh, reading about you and uh, your stories, uh, you are what I define as a hero. Uh, I don't look at uh, anybody but uh, the ones that put on the camouflage and go, you know, fight this great nation. But I appreciate yeah. you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So uh, let's get to know about Scotty. You know what uh, made you join the Army? You know, tell us about the Army. and you Yeah, know, give yeah. Us the story, um, man. So, you know, I grew up in northern Kentucky, right outside of Cincinnati. Um, and uh, the military was always something that I had always I'd wanted to do. Um, I was doing other things at the time. I was actually playing uh, with a semi-pro baseball league at the time and wasn't making any money doing it. And I decided one day that I, that I wanted to do something. I was like 22 years old, so I was old going into the military, which is crazy um, to think. But um, I had one day decided that this calling that I felt, you know, was, you know, calling to me for the longest time, it was time to do something about it. And um, I did. Went into the recruiter's, um, you know, area, and I basically told him that I wanted to join and that wanted to be infantry. And, uh, you know, they, you know, they tried to talk to, you know, about all this other stuff. Like, you know, you can sit, you can do this and you can do that. And I said, no, I said, honestly, if I'm going to be, do it, I'm going to, I'm going to fight and I want to be infantry. So that's kind of where it went, um, where it started. And then, um, went to basic training at Fort Benning, of course, home of the infantry. And, um, and then, uh, God, what, after I graduated, three weeks after, three to four weeks after I graduated, I was boots on the ground in Afghanistan. So, wow, yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, it's not too often too that uh, you when you joined, uh, we were already in conflict and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, we were already in Afghanistan. Knew you there was just a, definitely knew mm -hmm. there was a chance of you getting deployed when you Absolutely. signed up, huh? Absolutely. So you didn't. You were ready for that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I knew that it was a part of it, but I knew that, you know, to me, in my eyes, no offense to, you know, everyone else, but in my eyes, a soldier is someone who fights, you know, that that's what I grew up. That's how I grew up. Like that's, and that's, you know, that was my understanding of what a soldier was and I wanted to be that. So in my eyes, there wasn't any other choice, but to go and fight and, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I felt like I had to do. Hey, much respect, man. And yeah, so uh, kind of tell us about, you know, uh, tell us about your Army career and stuff like that. And, you know. Yeah, so, um, I mean, my Army career was, you know, um, I, I I miss the Army, man. I thought the Army was great. Um, but, you know, went, went to Afghanistan after graduating basic um, with 4-4 Cav out of the first infantry division out of Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, I was an infantryman that got deployed to cash scouts, which was a whole new thing. I got to play with a lot of cool stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that went boom, which was cool. Um, but, but yeah, um, for almost four months into the deployment is when we were on patrol and walked up to a guy and who was hiding behind a wall and had a rifle behind his back and he shot me um, a bunch. <laughs> um, he was maybe 10 yards from me. So I felt the rifle blast, everything. It was uh, 10 shots total, but it basically went up the left side of my body. So it hit my left thigh, took a giant chunk out of my left hip, 
and then went across my body to my right shoulder. And I have a really big um, exit wound coming out of my back where all of the rounds came out at once. Shit. Wow. Um, that was a rough day. Very, very rough. Yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah I, uh, I, I checked it out on YouTube and uh, I saw yeah. a picture diagram of it. Yeah, yeah, I have, you know, if, if you want to definitely hear more about it, you can definitely go to YouTube. I drew out a whole diagram and everything. Oh, right yeah. There. Yeah, definitely go check out that YouTube. It's uh, very in detailed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after that, man, uh, you know, what what was next for you? What in, ended up happening? Yeah, so after that, um, you know, got, you know, of course, got medevac to Kandahar, um, Kandahar Airfield, where they um, – started working on the trauma stuff and really um making sure i didn't die basically um so after i got shot um i had lost so much blood that actually my eyesight shut down um mm. i couldn't see anything um in my my understanding of it is or my what, what i think it was was like that that idea of like you know seeing the light what people talk about um because your body loses so much blood that your eyesight shuts down and different parts of your body shut down to, you know, make sure that the important stuff, your brain and your heart still live. Um, and my eyesight was one of those things and it was just white. Um, and, uh, so when I got to Kandahar, Kandahar airfield, they immediately hooked me up to blood and started like siphoning blood into me. Um, and, um, slowly my eyesight started coming back. It was the craziest thing ever. Um, and then, when at some point I had told them that I was, I was being, I was able to see again, like I, I was starting to be able to see again. And then I heard a, a nurse basically bend over and whisper to me that it's okay for me to go to sleep. And within a, you know, a second, I was passed out. Um, I, I was a, awake from the moment that I got shot until that moment just fighting to stay awake because I knew if I went to sleep, there was a good chance I wasn't going to come back. So um, I basically just fought to try to stay awake and talk to my guys and talk to the, um, the, the air medics and, you know, just basically talk to people to try to stay awake the whole time um, until, until that moment when that nurse leaned down and said that it was okay for me to go to sleep. And then I just passed out. Um, I don't know. I don't know that woman. I don't know. I don't know who she is, um, but she, yeah, was amazing. Comforted you basically at that point. Yeah, hundred percent. It was it was that yeah. moment where like I was able to just kind of release, you know, because there was you know after getting shot, it would have been so much easier for me to just give up. I mean, you know, the the idea and the thought of death is at, at that moment it was super peaceful for me. Um, you know, it, it's it's amazing how like when you're on the brink, like you're right there, how peaceful it is to just drift off. Like how how much how much easier and how much more peaceful it would have been if I would have just like just let it go. Um, it was it was a hell of a fight just to not do that. Um, and uh, when she gave when, when she said that, it was like this this just release of all of that at that moment, and it was uh, it was incredible. You could legit feel yourself fighting, huh? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, it, it was wow. it was the craziest feeling ever because it. I was literally fighting for my life to stay, just to stay, you know, alert. Um, because I remember in my head thinking about how much easier it would have been, how much easier it would be just to give up, and how much peace, how much more peaceful it would have felt to just give up. But, man. But you're not, man, and so. You know, no. what did it take for you to recover and, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm too hard-headed to give up. I guess that's what it was. But, uh, but no, you know, I'm not, I'm still not fully recovered. You know, I still have nerve damage yeah. in my right hand and arm. And, you know, I still am missing chunks of my body that are, you know, in Afghanistan somewhere probably. Um, and, uh. My my girlfriend always jokes that some dog probably came by, one of those damn wadi monsters came by and just grabbed it and ate it. Uh, but but uh, I know. But um, 
Uh, it's so true, though, which is crazy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel like every day still, um, even after that day, that was April 21st, 2011. And I feel like still to this day, um, you know, I'm still working to, you know, get better. Um, not, not only physically, but also, you know, mentally. And a lot of it is mental now. Um, you know, I did a lot of fighting at Walter Reed. Um, with learning how to walk again and learning how to use my left hand instead of my right hand because I was right-handed and now I have to use my left hand. Um, and then just learning how to like be able to lift my shoulder up to like here. Like I, that wasn't something I could do. Um, and learning how to operate with my fingers the way that they are, that I can't straighten them all the way and I have limited movement and I can't feel what I'm touching, things like that. Um, just learning how to live everyday life like that, you know, is a fight and a struggle. And there's still things where I'm like, ah, oh, man, I didn't even think about not being able to do that. And then kind of like trying to, trying to find a way to adapt to it and, you know, making it a new way of doing it if I have to. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, every day, every day just comes with a little bit of challenge, no matter what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've become really, really well, really, really good at uh, adapting to situations and, you know, having to do things a little bit differently, but still getting the job done, um, which, yeah, is kind of like the motto of my Adapt life. And overcome. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, you know, and I, yeah, you know, and that, but a lot of it now is, uh, you know, mental, you know, a lot of people who've been to war understand exactly what that is, what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done physically, but the mental healing, I don't think ever stops. Like it's, it's always, there's no, it's a, you know, it's something that always has to be done. You always have to be working on it. Um, and, uh, you know, so yeah, so yeah, I don't think, you know, that I think every day is still a fight. So. Well, at least you're here to talk about it, man. And, you know, hundred uh, percent. and, uh, I know talking about it isn't always easy. But it yeah. does make things easier sometimes. 100%. You know, and that's something that I found, um, you know, especially being in the limelight where I'm at now and being able to, you know, share my story um, with what I do and being in the eyes of the public and playing music that, you know, is from my heart and being vulnerable on a stage or being vulnerable in a, in a video or stuff like that. Like, I feel like, um, you know, it's it's kind of cathartic for me. You know, it, it really showed me that, you know, being able to talk and being able to, you know, open up and it really showed me how much it can actually help um, because it helps me like this, like podcasts where I can sit down and talk about it and talk about the struggles that I deal with on a daily basis. I mean, that that helps me. So if it helps me, I can guarantee that it helps other people. Um, so, you know, I, I just want, you know, if there's anything that any of the, your listeners take from today. Is that it needs to be that you, if you find someone that you can talk to, do it because you will find so much healing in it. And I know it sucks sometimes to get in the fields, and I know sometimes it's not something you want to do, but it's important. So I agree. And yeah. uh, I've learned a lot opening myself up to podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, you know, disconnected, I think, from the veteran community for a while. Yeah. Uh, just kind of removed myself from everything, even my yeah. own family members, you know, just kind of disconnected in general. Yeah. Uh, I do find myself now starting to, you know, reconnect and trying to get myself, you know, back into it. And man, my, even my wife, she's like, you just seem happier lately. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I you know, it, it, I'm, you know, I'm do find, uh, you know, a connection talking to mm -hmm. others that have experience or go through it and just being yeah. able to, you know, normalize us being able to talk about it and say, yeah, man, we struggle, you know, True. uh, you know, yeah, we might, we might be some war fighters, but, uh, we, you know, we have feelings, we have Absolutely. thoughts, we have memories. Yep. Uh, We're not robots, and, man. No, nah, you know, and there's no yeah. off switch for, you sure. know, for some of this. I wish there was, you Absolutely. know, and, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, I tell my, you know, uh, whenever I got to go see the, you know, the psych or something, just like, you know, I wish there was a button just to kind of turn it off. Oh, sometimes, yeah. But there's no, yeah. there's no switch. Absolutely. But um, let's, you know, talk more about that recovery for you, man, and how, 
you end up finding yourself. I know that you did get into archery. Yeah. As well, and, 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 yeah. and, you know, that was kind of a big healing thing for you, I believe, uh, yeah. a stepping stone. So let's kind of talk more yeah. about that. Yeah. So I did get into archery. Um, it was when, so when I got injured, the army was really pushing for adaptive sports and growing up playing sports. And before I joined the military, I was actually playing for a semi pro baseball organization. And I, I, I grew up playing sports. That's where, that's where my love was. That's, that's where, you know, my passion was, was sports. Um, and they brought this idea of adaptive sports to me. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. They gave me a list of different things that I could do. And a lot of things were, were, were fun and a good time. Like sitting volleyball is a great time. Um, stuff like that. Um, wheelchair basketball, anything that has to do with wheelchairs in my hand is sketchy. Um, so I've got my hand stuck in a spike in, in one of the spokes once. And I was like, never again, like I almost lost a damn finger, never getting in a damn wheelchair again. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, uh, but archery was one and I was like, sure, why not? Um, went out and tried archery for the first time. I'm naturally right-handed. So I said, well, I'm right-handed. The guy asked me what hand I am. I said, I'm right-handed. So I went to shoot right-handed and because I can't feel this hand, I couldn't feel that my finger was on the trigger. So I shot like three arrows into the ceiling. And then the guy who was running, it was like, you need to stop. Like you, you're, you're a liability. Like, stop it. Um, but again, I'm way too freaking hard-headed to take no and to give up. So I decided that I wanted to do it, but I wanted to switch to left-handed because this hand doesn't really do anything. I could probably like wrap something around my hand and around the, the bow and I could, I could shoot left-handed. Um, and the instructor was like, yeah, you know, J Jesse white was the instructor. He's still a good friend of mine now. Um, and, uh, he said, sure, let's give it a shot. So we did. And, uh, it worked really well. Um, I started getting better and better at archery and, uh, eventually competed for the army team at the warrior games. Um, and I got recruited by the U S Paralympic committee while I was there. And, um, after that, I started shooting with the U S Paralympic program, um, started traveling all over the country and shooting and, um, got better and better and won more, more tournaments and made money doing it. And, uh, I did that up until COVID, um, up until COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, you know, the, the, everything shut down, archery shut down, everything. Um, it, and you know, the, the thing that I loved about archery was that for those seven seconds that I was at full draw, getting ready to fire the shot, nothing else in the world mattered. All the depression, all the PTSD, all the crap that I deal with on a daily basis was gone. I found an escape in archery. Um, and camaraderie, of course, with the, the Paralympic, you know, the other pairs as well, because most of them are veterans also. And we're all, we've all become super close knit and really good friends. Um, but a lot of it was that, that escape, you know, that, that I was able to find in, in archery. Um, but when COVID hit, that escape was gone, right? It was, it was just the quiet that I was surrounded by. And it was, you know, in being surrounded by the quiet and by yourself is terrible as a veteran, because that's when the demon's not the loudest. When it's the quietest around you, that's when up here is the loudest. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I needed something to get out of my mind, to get out of my head. Um, and I luckily had a guitar sitting in the corner of my room. <laughs> Just a couple. So I had this guitar sitting in the corner of my room. This is a Sandner guitar. It was sent to me while I was at Walter Reed because I was like, I want to learn how to play a guitar. Something I've always wanted to do. And uh, when I got it, while I was at Walter Reed, I was too hurt in my hand. My uh, Physically, I wasn't there. I wasn't there to be able to think that I could even do it. Um, there was, There was just... There was too much self-doubt at that time um, to uh, to be able to even fathom the fact that I'd be able to play guitar. Um, so I pushed it off and I pushed it away. And I had this thing sitting in the corner of my room for, God, forever, ever since that moment. Um, 
ever since I got it while I was at Walter Reed. And I decided one day while I was, you know, battling my demons that I was going to, I was going to learn how to play that guitar. Um, so I jumped on YouTube and I deep dove into learning how to play. Um, I learned, you know, the basic cowboy chords first, G, C, E minor and D, which worked great because I'm a country guy and I've grown up listening to country and that's, that's all I wanted to do. Um, so I, I deep dove into it. I found, I found a new, you know, a new release and a new escape and learning how to play guitar. Um, and then I wanted to get better and better because this was, this was something that I found that I enjoyed that, you know, was, you know, was challenging and something that would, you know, would get me out of my own head. Um, so I learned how to use a capo and I learned how other new, new chords and all these other different chords and different strumming patterns and stuff like that. And then I started learning how to play songs that I grew up listening to because I already knew how they were supposed to sound. And it took a while to get some of them to sound the way they were supposed to sound, but I got there eventually. Um, I did listen to some of those on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had, you know, and you know, what's funny is those ones that are in YouTube, those, that was like two years ago. That was like, yeah, that was a while ago. And, yeah, um, yeah, two years I, ago, I play those same I... songs now and they're completely different. Um, they're so much better, but yeah, you can kind of see like the, you know, where, where I came from to where, if you come to a live show and you hear that same song, you're like, holy shit, like it's so much better. Um, because it's just, you know, those videos on YouTube, that was, I probably learned that song like a week before and I wanted to just post it and show that I could do this. Um, and repetition, uh, repetition, repetition. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, that's really all it is, man. Once you learn the basic idea and basic fundamental of what you're trying to do, it's really repetition to really, you know, perfect it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I was like, man, I want to do something with this, right? Like, I, I, I have, I have these songs that I've learned. Like, I have, I have, you know, this, this guitar. Like, I, I got a different guitar, which is over here somewhere. I got a different guitar that now plugs into, into a PA system, so now I can go play it like bars and stuff. Like, I want to go give this a shot and let's see what happens. Like, why not? You know, at this point, what do I have to lose? Um, so I went. You know, Nashville was still shut down in COVID and. Uh, but the outskirts of Nashville was very much alive still. Um, you know, Nashville yeah. shut down and the rest of outside of Nashville said, well, hell yeah, we'll take your business. <laughs> um, you know? So so there were plenty of places to Good play. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I went to a an open mic night one Thursday out in Cookville, Tennessee at a Red Silo Brewing Company. And I played one song and I was freaking hooked man like that escape that i had found in archery was magnified while i was on stage and i knew from that very first song that i played i knew at that moment that this was what i wanted to do forever um and uh it has been going great <laughs> um i i play all the time now i play so i knew that w once i once i made the decision that music was what i wanted to do that i knew that this this escape that i had found was you know like a drug almost you know and i knew i wanted to to pursue it more and i knew i wanted to play as much as possible so as soon as nashville opened up i started reaching out to people and i made sure to reach out to me, to them as soon as possible because i knew with covid happening like a lot of people would kind of fall off and th these bars would be struggling for people again, trying to find people and trying to make sure that they can get in and play and stuff. So I just started blasting all these bars downtown, man. I was like, hey, I, I want to play here and I want to play here. I would love to play blah, 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 blah. You know, three hour, four hour shows. I started building, you know, playing downtown. I started building, you know, um, and I, I just started building more and more and more and more. And it, it's, you know, I, I wanted to play as much as possible. So, you know, I wanted to play four hour shows because for those four hours that I'm on stage, nothing else in the world matters. You know, that that seven second escape that I found was now a four hour escape that I found when I was on stage. Um, and I live for that. Um, I still do. I, I love being time, on stage. Man. Four hours. Yeah, I love being on stage. I love interacting with the people. Yeah. Um, and I love escaping from all my crap that's up upstairs you know and um 
And yeah, I mean, that's, that is, has fed the fire um, to want to continue to, to pursue this and to get, you know, bigger and bigger and try to, you know, eventually play stadiums and, you know, really just, you know, why, why not? You know, at oh, this yeah. point in life, man, like life's too short to, you know, just to sit here and, you know, not try to just do something great. You know? Bro, I honestly, I mean, my, not only my hopes, but I, I do know one day you're gonna be selling out. Oh man, I appreciate that. Uh, that. That I would mean, that would be amazing. Um, I, I think you'll get there, brother. I mean, you that would be amazing. And, 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 you, and you know, I don't, and and I don't want to just do it. You know, you know, for me, for selfish reasons. I mean, I really do because I enjoy it. But I feel like my story along with you know someone watching me play with my hand the way it is and how i have to strap a pick to my thumb just to be able to play because of the nerve damage um i think you know if someone's seeing that whether it be a veteran or someone else you know someone with a disability or someone who's just feeling down about themselves you know someone seeing me up there on stage hopefully it motivates them to want to be like well shit, man if this guy can do this like what's stopping me you know, and hopefully, hopefully that, you know, I'm able to kind of, you know, help that person, you know, push through and do what they love to do or do what they want to do, you know, um, because at the end of the day, why not, man? You know, what do you have to lose? Yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, what I find amazing about this whole thing is that you learned being already injured and, 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 yeah. hurt and you know, so you. There's not a lot of people that can teach you, you know, yeah. as with a person that has a handicap or has an issue. You know, there's, there's not a lot of people out there. There are already, you know, people that know how yeah. to play, but they don't know how to tell you how to play when you have a disability. You know, Absolutely. so uh, I mean, that's kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. And that was that was definitely one hurdle that I, you know, had to you know, had to, you know, you know, came across was a, you know, this idea of, you know, that I'm I'm already injured. So the, the way that I strum or the way that I do things is going to be a little bit different anyhow. So when I watch a video or something and I'm trying to learn a song, it's going to have to, I'm going to have to tweak it a little bit. Um, and now, you know, the label that I'm, that I'm in works and, you know, talks with and um, you know, the songwriters that I work with and my good friend, uh, Doug Johnson, who's the head and our guy with our label, but he's also my mentor. When we write a song or we do something, you know, they, they know that, to give me a little bit of time with this song to learn it so that I can tweak it the way that I need to tweak it with the way that my hand moves because my hand moves completely different than the way that his does when he's playing the song for me. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's funny, like we'll, we'll go write a song and then Doug will play it and I'll take video of him while he's playing it so that I can take it back to my house and I can work on the song and like change it the way that I need to change it so that the way that I play, it will it, it'll be you know kind of easier for me to figure out how to play it so yeah it's uh it's cool to have you know that that support system that surrounds you that understands um or that you know wants to help you know so well yeah. let's uh let's go ahead and listen with the permission of you brother yeah let's listen to uh truck it real quick and uh let's let everybody hear how you sound see if i get hit with uh good old uh Copyright claim? Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh, good. Might be the first. Here we go. The song's called Truck It. How do you haul some two by fours to me in the fence after a storm? Get a day's worth of hay where the cattle graze. Some bread dirt on the floorboards. You truck it.
All right, bro. That is a really good gem. You guys got to go check him out uh, for sure. He has uh, some great music. Uh, let me uh, show you guys where you can go find his music and stuff like that. Right below. Yeah, and that there we go. Pretty much links to you, links them to all your social media too, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that you, you'll find all my social media there. I also have a link tree on most of my social media that you can click, and it'll take you to um, all my social media, my songs that are out. Um, it'll also take you to that video of that I have on YouTube where I drew the diagram of me, you know, the day that I got shot and all that stuff, and really explain more in detail um, about that. So. And I did see you have like a link tree and all that stuff too. So that's another yeah. way uh, people mm -hmm. can find you out. You uh, all you gotta basically do is uh, put in Scotty Hastings music, and you'll see a lot of stuff comes up. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, just jump on Google and put in Scotty Hastings music. Then you'll you'll get some stuff. Hell yeah! Absolutely. So like, uh, let's talk more about like stage life, man, and and uh, how that life yeah. goes, and 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 you know. Do you, have you had a travel and you know kind of talk some yeah you know, yeah like so i travel uh i travel a lot um actually in play I, I do a lot of veteran organization stuff which is kind of where my heart is um you know going there and sharing my story and sharing my songs um you know i have i have a song called you know the stories that they tell which is a veteran based song i have a song called how do you choose which for me is a song about my best friend that was killed in afghanistan but it could also be for you know, anyone who's lost somebody un unexpectedly, which, you know, for um, for this COVID crap that just happened um, could, you know, hit a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to go and I want to share my story and I want to share my songs and I want people to be able to connect with it. And at the end of the day, that's what it matters. Like, it, I've, you know, I've been traveling a lot and I've been going to the studio a lot. And I have like eight songs right now that we're working on that are going to be released sometime this year. Um, I have a song coming out with Lee Bryce and Dolly Parton. Um, I have a song that I'm working on with Jamie Johnson right now. Um, I have, um, but yeah, I, you know, every single one of the songs that we're working on and that we're going to be releasing are songs that I connect with. Um, you know, so most of them are songs that I've written. So they're songs from my heart. Um, but even the ones that are pitched to me that I hear that I that I'm like, yeah, I want I want to do that. I want to definitely want to do that song or songs that um, that hit me and that I fall in love with. If if I don't love the song, I'm, I'm not going to record it. Um, if I don't feel like that song is a part of my story or part of who I am, I'm not going to record it. So we have some songs that I didn't write that are going to be coming out. But there are songs that I absolutely connect with and songs that, are, you know, are are a part of me without being from me, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, been, you know, travel a lot, been working in the studio a lot. Um, I actually just opened not long ago, what, like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago um, for Tanya Tucker and Jelly Roll at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, Te in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and then uh, around Super Bowl time, I, I did a private show, um, the private show for Corona, or I'm sorry, not Corona, Jesus, Crown Royal. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, that, there goes, that's my last it's time being able to do it. There, yeah, there yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did a, a private show with Crown Royal um, where I got to open, um, sorry, I did a private show at Crown Royal where I got to open for, um, you know, the Foo Fighters um, had, uh lead singer um dave uh why can't i remember it oh my gosh i can't either right now right dave Grohl. there we go golly oh, oh. so i got to open for dave Grohl, which i mean you know he is the epitome of a rock star um he is one of the greatest to ever do it and uh yeah i mean he was such an amazing person um, and the cool part about opening for him was that normally like the openers, you know, get like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. And then the main headline gets like an hour. And then that's how most concerts are, or, you know, whatever, or, you know, the, the opener gets 15 minutes, the headline gets 30 minutes, whatever. Um, the cool thing about Dave was that he didn't want to play more songs than me. 
He wanted us to be even. So I played four songs and he played four songs. And it was it was so cool. Like just the the respect that he gave me, some like some random guy who's just getting into this industry and you know, just from him like knowing who I was and him, you know, hearing my story and stuff like that, because he's he basically picked me to come out there and play. Um and uh yeah, it was just really cool. It was really, really cool the respect that he gave. I mean, with someone that's like at that you know, at his legendary status to be able to look at someone just not coming up and be like, I, I don't want to outdo him in any way. Like I want to be even with him and I, we're going to do this together. And it, it was, it was really, really cool. He sounds very humble. I mean, Oh man, he's yeah. such a great dude. Such That's a great awesome. dude. And the craziest part is like, I got done playing my ship, my set and they took like a little break to go, you know, to get everything ready for Dave. And I went back into the green room and Dave was just hanging out there with his with his guitar on his on his uh, shoulders, with a cigarette in his mouth. He's like, "What's up, dude?" And I was like, "What's up, man? Like this? What is this, man? I, you know, I'm just I'm I've been so incredibly blessed, um, and I I I try not to take it for granted, man. Like this this is crazy. Like there's so much about my life that I'm like, what the hell is happening? Um, you know, I got to I've got to play shows with Dave Mustaine and uh, Scott Stapp from Creed. I've got to play. Um, I, I was at the hospital. One of my really good friends and mentor had a cardiac episode. I went to the hospital to hang out with him, make sure he was okay. And in walks Lee Bryce with a guitar. And he's like, Hey, you guys want to hear this new song? That's like one of those moments where you're just like, what is my life? Like yeah, what? Dang. Like I'm just hang I'm hanging out in the hospital and Lee Bryce just walks in like, you guys want to hear this song? Like <laughs> what? Like what the hell? <laughs> um and even my like it's funny like I'll start telling the story, like I'll start telling stories to to my girlfriend and she's like what your life is wild. Like what? <laughs> like it's just so crazy. Like Jared Jared Neiman and and uh Lee Bryce walk into the hospital room and they're like, Hey, we're going to play some songs for you guys. Like, okay. Like, what? Okay. All right. Yeah, go ahead. We'll yeah. And this was, and you know, it was cool. It's really cool. Also, you take like, requests? <laughs> honestly, like, I was like, what? Like, what the hell is happening? Sure. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to listen. Cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's incredible, man. It's an amazing ride that I'm on. Um, and I don't, I've just been blessed beyond words, man, beyond comprehension, really. Um, there's just so much that I've been able to do that I never thought in a million years I'd be able to. Um, I mean, number one, I never thought that I would be singing for a living. I never thought this was going to be a career that I'd be able to do. Um, but also, like, I never thought that I would ever have a song with Dolly Parton. And I do, um, which is... Yeah, I'm, yeah you're, I mean, you're, you're getting in touch with some real legends, man. I mean, my yeah, gosh, I mean, it's just it's incredible. You, uh, like, I mean, especially Dolly, like Dolly's just on that pedestal, like so much higher than just, you know, just an artist or just a, a celebrity or just an entertainer. Like she is so much higher than that. Um, just because everyone knows who she is. Everyone loves her. Um, oh, no one can ever find anything high. bad to say about her. Um She's just, she's beyond who she, her star is beyond who she is. And um, she's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I never, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could ever find words, man. Um, it's just, it's so, it's so incredible. It, it's such an amazing ride that I'm on and I'm so blessed to be here. Absolutely. So I know, you know, you know, I, get on this subject a little bit is uh, mental health. You know, mm -hmm. I know people that struggle with mental health. They tend to keep themselves busy yes, you know, because they don't want to find that time to have to, to deal with mm -hmm. things. Now I know that there's, you know, 24 hours in a day. It's hard to keep busy for 24 hours in a day. Very sure. When you do find yourself in those spots, man, what do you do to get yourself kind of out of a, the, that headspace? Um, do you have anything in particular you do or? Yeah, pick up a guitar, write a song, sing a song, um, call up a buddy, go play some golf, just do something. Um, 
talk to somebody. Um, you know, I, I have, I, I'm, like I said, I'm incredibly blessed um, in the fact that I have an amazing support system, um, not only with my family, but with my friends also. Um, you know, me and my friends have had the understanding that if any of us are struggling, make a phone call. Um, and it's, uh, it's really cool. You know, I got some, I got some really good friends that are prior service. I have some really good friends that aren't, um, that if I'm like, Hey man, like, I just, I, I want to get out for a second. Like I, I want to go do something like I want to go play some golf. I want to go, you know, go to the studio. Like, oh, let's go, let's write a song, something. I want to do something. I need to get it out of my head. Let's go do something. And they're, they're incredibly understanding. And they're like, absolutely, man, let's do it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you know, and then I have those friends that I'm like, Hey man, I, I need to figure something out. And they're like, all right, man, call of duty, jump on right now. We're on, we're on, let's <laughs> yeah. go. you know, or yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, like, and it's, it's really cool, you know, to, to have, and I think it's important to surround yourself with people that support you and that love you and people that can help you. Um, and I mean, help as in like someone you can just talk to, um, and I don't mean like your drug dealer, like that's, right. that's not, that's not it. Um, like people who genuinely care, um, you know, finding friends, finding a, you know, there's plenty, plenty of groups out there um, that are willing to, you know, help out or have, you know, veteran organizations and veteran groups that are willing to listen. And I mean, I think it's, I think it's incredibly important to have those people in that support system. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do. Um, and when I'm not surrounded by them, I'm usually surrounded by my kids. So it works out pretty well. Yeah, man. Uh, it's amazing what you're doing and, uh, I'm Thank glad you. that you found an outlet for yourself kind of too, to, you know, yeah. uh, the, to heal man. And, and yeah. you're now not just, uh, someone who, and, and it's always a healing process, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I know that no matter yep. what it's 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 going to be a healing process until we till we all go man but Absolutely. you know um as you begin to get past a certain point you become not only a healer but an advocate and someone yeah. who can start being that person to say hey man i pinned down in that fucking dead you yeah. know in that valley Absolutely. where you know the darkness is is deep Absolutely. And, uh, these are, these are ways I've been able to get through it, you know, mm -hmm. and here's some things and, and, you know, I'm still here, bro. And, yeah, you know, for sure. You know, the for sure. And, you know, I, and that's kind of what I want to do with this, you know, with, with this, this, um, career that I've been able to find and, um, it is, you know, not only, you know, have a good time playing music because I enjoy every second of it. But also, you know, being able to show people and being able to, you know, like we talked about, like being able to show them that it's okay to be vulnerable, that it's okay to talk, that it's okay to reach out to people, man. And, you know, let them, you know, hopefully they'll see me, you know, on TV or on a stage and be like, man, if he's like, if he can be vulnerable or if he can do this, like, why can I not? Um, you know, that, that whole idea of leading by example is kind of what I want to do. Um, you know, because in, in the military, I find the better, the best leaders led by example. And I, I want to try to be that um, because I'm I'm definitely not the first um, combat wounded artist that's ever gone into stuff. But I, I'm damn sure going to be the first one that everyone's going to know is combat wounded um, that has gone through shit and continues to go through shit and will always go through shit. Um and I'll be open about it and I'll be accessible. And I don't, I, I don't ever want to feel disconnected from people. If they, if they need me, you know, if they want to talk, if they, if they have something they want to say, you can ask anybody who's followed me from the beginning of this crazy ass musical journey that I'm on. Um, I've always been super accessible, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. If you reach out to me, unless it's something crazy, I promise you I will like if it's if it's a nudie pick, I'm probably just gonna delete it. Um, but if it's something legitimate, I will I will answer back. I see every message that comes through. Um, so if it's like like I said, if someone's struggling or if they just want to talk, man, I'm I'm there to message back and forth, man. Cause that's you know, at the end of the day, like we struggle. 
We do. Man, and it's legit working. truth, guys. Uh, I I reached out to Scotty, and uh, he responded back. You know, 100%. What I mean? and uh, I mean, there's times when I'll go live on TikTok and just kind of sit there and hang out, um, and just answer questions or just you know shoot the shit with the people that are on TikTok with me. Um, and it's you know it's you know at the end of the day, as an artist, also along with being a veteran and wanting to be accessible, but as an artist, also we have to understand that we get nowhere without the people listening to our stuff and wanting to be a part of this. Um, so the best way for me to make you, people feel like they're part of this journey, which they are, is for me to show, for me to be there, you know, for me to jump on live and hang out or, and just talk. And, um, for me to, to make people feel like they're a part of the journey because they are, you know, because every single person who listens to my stuff has now become a part of this, a part of all of this community that we're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I try to make people understand that and feel that. So, yeah. Well, I want you to know too, bro. Uh, I'm another person that you could always reach out to and and talk to, Scotty. Uh, Absolutely, you know, man. Uh, I'm always here to listen. You know, as well. So, just know that there's another another person in your in your uh, phone book for sure that you can I reach out that. to, brother. Um, <laughs> you're 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 a good guy, man. Thank you, and man. I love what you're doing, it. and um, I'm a huge fan. So uh, are you going to be a part of Hero Stock? Yeah, man, I'm going to be out there. Um, Jason reached out to me and he was like, man, can you please? I was like, absolutely, man. Um, if there's an, if there's a veteran organization that wants me to play music, um, I, I, I try to make it happen. I, I love playing music for veteran organizations. Um, no, it sometimes for free. Of course, you know, free, free doesn't pay the bills. I got four sure. kids I got to support. Um, yeah, but I got you there. If there's a chance for me to get out there and play at a veteran organization, that's what I want to do, man. That's where I thrive. I love interacting with other veterans. I love um, playing my music for other veterans. I love how rowdy veterans can get like that. It's my favorite part <laughs> of the whole thing. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, man, absolutely. As soon as he came to me and he was like, you want to play this, like this hero style? And he gave me more information. I was like, absolutely, man. Let's do it. So yes, honestly, it's going to be that one place in in the year mm -hmm. where everybody's going to want to go. I'm I'm all the way out here in California, and yeah. uh, I told the wife, I said, "Babe, September 9th, we're definitely going to have plans." <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's going to be so much fun, man. If we even fly down there for over fucking night, we'll yeah. just do a turnaround flight. It's uh, something I'm, yeah. I really want to do. It's going to be so much fun. And the crazy part is, I'm so I'm going there and I'm playing that, and then. I'm flying from there to New Jersey because I'm playing another veteran organization that next day. So absolutely, man. That life I, of I'm, an artist, looking, man. Looking forward to it, man. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, gosh. It sounds like a blast. Like the cornhole tournament, music, man. food. I mean, just the camaraderie. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm i looking forward to it, too. I had Jason on the show, and, man, that dude got me all pumped on the – Man, uh, he's a know, great dude. Song. He's a great he dude. He's working yeah. his ass off out there, man. Man, is he not? Absolutely. Man. And, uh, he's gonna, you know, turn this thing into something amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel it. It's uh yeah. it's it's, it's in that buildup. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And Nebraska is kind of a you know, it's kind of like a center central place, yeah. you know, in a way. So absolutely. But uh Nebraska is definitely uh leading the way in a lot of veteran uh ran things I've been seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna great. it's gonna be a good good fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know there's other people are looking forward to it though as well. So Hell yeah, cool. getting to meet everybody. Oh man, that'd Absolutely. be awesome. Yeah, there's but, gonna uh, be some great some great bands, some great people playing that night too. Oh, so. yeah, the lineup mm -hmm. looks awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I've also, I mean, if anybody's not watching or you haven't uh, had a chance to download the Gun Room Radio station, you know. Uh, they're playing all the veteran music on there. Oh, yeah, Donald. There. Good old you Donald know. Dunn, man. It's yeah, a, he's go, a good uh, dude. Go vote for Scotty. And so, yeah, uh, there we go. 20. See, now we're talking yeah. real shit. Yeah, absolutely. Just, go vote, <laughs> go vote for Scotty on the Gun Room Radio. <laughs> I know. Let's put him up on the top, man. I know. I was number two last week. So we, we need to, we need to get, yeah, back we gotta get that top. number one spot. You know, I you know. know. You get me back on top. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, brother. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else yeah. you wanna you know wanna say before we get off? 
Um, yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're waiting to do something, don't do it. If anything, you know, if, if getting shot 10 times and almost dying has taught me anything is that life is very short and it can be taken away very quickly. So if you're, if you're waiting for something, don't just do it, man. At the end of the day, what do you have to lose? Um, and, uh, take care of yourself, be nice to people. So they'd be nice to you. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, take care of yourself. Take care of your buddies as well. It's important. It's important that we stay together in this. At the end of the day, man, we're all we're all struggling. We're all having a hard time. So take care of each other. Hell yeah, man. I love that message. And uh, Scotty, I really appreciate you, brother. For me, this is what a hero looks like. Thank you, man. Um, appreciate Scotty, I, I can't appreciate you, what you've done for our, this country. And what you're doing for our community, uh, you know, in the veteran community as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you, you're doing probably more than you even know. And uh, wow. but I, I, I can't uh, tell you how I, much I love your music. And I, I can't wait to see you be that big chart game out there, bro. Oh, man. Thank you. That would be <laughs> that would be incredible, honestly. Um, just, yeah. to, just to if, if anything is just to kind of get my story out there to more people so that they can they can, you know, understand that you can still live your dreams, even at 35 years old and broken and, you know, yeah, you can still do it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I love your story. I love your message. Thank again, you. Once again, Scotty, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I and, appreciate uh, you. Just hold tight so and uh, I'll be right back there with you in a second. Cool. All right, brother. Thank you all so much. Thank you, bro. All right, friends and fam, this is going to wrap up another great episode. Scotty is a great guy. If you guys uh, get an opportunity, go check him out, scottyhastingmusic.com. Go watch his videos, like it, share it out there. And uh, if you're, you know, part of the Gunroom Radio, go vote for him. Let's get him on that top number one spot. But uh, until next time, guys. Urgh.